Did you know that this World of Outlaws championship fight has a family subplot? We'll talk about that, plus news from Parker Price Miller, Jason McDougal, and more. Let's go. It's Tuesday, November 1st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. We've been talking a lot about the championship battle for the World of Outlaws sprint cars between Brad Sweet and David Gravel. 16 points separate the two with just three nights left to decide it. World Finals this week will be really interesting to watch as these two teams battle it out. Sweet trying to win his fourth straight title while Gravel is going after his first. But something I didn't realize until yesterday is that there's a family subplot going on between the KKR 49 and the big game two. It was pointed out in a tweet from Blake and Blake, I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name because I'll just butcher it. Uh, but there are brothers working on these two teams. Sweet's crew includes bossman Eric Pretzman, Joe Mooney and Andrew Bowman. Gravel's team is crew chief Cody Jacobs, Zach Patterson and Trey Bowman. The Bowman brothers have been on tour with the Outlaws for quite a few years, with Andrew actually being a past guest of ours when me and Ross Weiss hosted Open Red. He and car chief Joe Mooney came on our uh, kind of our second ever crew guy episode. The Bowman brothers are from Ohio and came up through the ranks there before working on outlaw teams. Both of them worked in the past for Sean Dancer. Andrew also worked on Joe Tranka's car. Trey was a crew guy on the Kyle Larson Racing 2 team before joining Big Game. Gravel did finish second in the championship a year ago behind Sweet, so the Bowman brothers were already 1-2 in 2021. Uh, but things were decided well before World Finals ever rolled around, so we didn't really kind of get this Bowman brother showdown that we're going to get. This time, though, Gravel only needs to make up eight feature spots on the Napa team, so it will very much be on like Donkey Kong. Coming from the sprint car uh, heavy state of Ohio, it has to be super cool for these guys to get to uh, battle it out here for a World of Outlaws championship. Just something else to keep in mind uh, this week as you watch the racing from Charlotte. And over at SprintCarUnlimited.com yesterday, Jeremy Elliott posted a piece about Parker Price Miller and his future. And there were some interesting nuggets in there about uh, what's coming up for PPM and possibly the McGee team he's been driving for. Remember, PPM dealt early in the year with his cancer diagnosis, and then he got injured at the Knoxville Nationals. He's been sitting out kind of the second half of the season as he heals from those injuries. PPM told Jeremy that he's working on putting his own cars together again uh, while also talking to other teams about partnering up for next season. Some sort of pick and choose schedule uh, between maybe his own team and whatever else he's able to put together, I think is possible here. Uh, he's also going to work with crew chief Kevin Osmolsky, who was the head wrench on that McGee car all season out with the All-Stars. Apparently, the future of that 11 car is in doubt at this moment, so PPM and Osmolsky were already both seeking opportunities elsewhere. There's also apparently a possibility that we could see PPM crossover and run some late model stuff with him mentioning racing in December and at Wild West Shootout after the first of the year. That would be super cool to see. I don't know about you, but I'm always a fan of guys trying different car types. You can see that full piece uh, from Jeremy with PPM uh, with a subscription over at SprintCarUnlimited.com. The inaugural season for the Extreme Outlaw Series has officially uh, come to a close as of yesterday. The midget schedule had already... Uh, been done uh, with Zach Dom claiming that championship following I-44 Riverside a few weeks ago. Sprinkler Series had added two nights at Devil's Bowl to finish their year, but the original two nights that were supposed to happen were over this past weekend. They were lost to rain. And as of yesterday, the event has been canceled outright with no future reschedule possible. So Shane Cockrum is the first Extreme Outlaw Sprinkler Champion. 
In eight races in 2022, Cockrum had four top fives and seven top tens and an average finish of 6.0. He topped Alex Bright and Jake Swanson for the title. Overall, I think it was a successful first year for this new non-wing series from World Racing Group. Casey Schumann and Brian Dunlap did a nice job here. Uh, we were able to get a lot of good cars and teams on both sides. They had some tracks. Uh, we had some cool first-time winners, especially with the midget side. We had some drama. Uh, if we're going to go back to some of the tire stuff from early in the season, and a lot of good racing along the way. It looks like things are full go again for 2023. Schumann is departing his role at World Racing Group to take over I-70 Motorsports Park, but he will remain in a key role with the Extreme Series. And we know that the Extreme Sprint Cars are back on the schedule for Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia coming up next February. Uh, I do think the cancellation of this Devil's Bowl weekend does not look good for the future of that racetrack. The rumors persist that the end is near for that long-running uh, dirt track on the outskirts of Dallas. Elsewhere in the non-wing world, yesterday we had a pair of news items for driver Jason McDougall. First, when the USAC National Sprint Cars hit Paris this week in California for the Oval Nationals, McDougall will be in a second car for Team AZ Racing. He'll join regular driver Jake Swanson for the three-day program with Swanson in his regular 21AZ and McDougall in the 22AZ. J-Mac has made 25 uh, national sprint car starts this season with a best finish of second. Uh, he's got seven top fives and 16 top tens. He did lead laps at Eldora back in September as well. Also, McDougall announced his Chili Bowl ride last night, tweeting that he'll be in an Andy Bondio ride for the event. Bondio has been bringing cars to the expo for a really long time. He's got three wins uh, to his credit, 1991 with Leland McSpadden uh, and 2000 and 2004 with Corey Cruzman. We've seen Tim McCready drive for Bondio, and last year it was Danny Stratton and Zach Dom in his cars. McDougal has nine Chili Bowl appearances on his resume, with his best result coming in 2020 when he finished 15th in the Saturday main event. Last year, he was fifth on his prelim night after leading laps and ended up uh, 19th in a Saturday B-Main. Chili Bowl runs January 4th, uh, January 4th, January 9th through the 14th. A lot more Chili Bowl news to come here over the next couple of months. We'll definitely spotlight some of the big stuff as it comes up. Before we close out, I wanted to briefly double back to yesterday's show about standalone races. It seems as though some took my talking about the National 100 and Bridgeport races to mean that I think everything should be under a series sanction, which I definitely don't actually think that. I also don't think that certain crown jewel races are included in this discussion. If we're going to talk about the world and the dream and some of the other kind of big standalone stuff, uh, those things kind of live on their own. Those events have enough of their own history and prestige to uh, not need a series sanction. I more wanted to just talk about where some of these other races fit into the schedule and how you guys view them versus me making kind of a definitive statement about what they should or shouldn't be. I do like that the series provide an easier entry into the stories and offer bigger context, but if you're just here for individual nights and features, that's cool, you do you. I'm not advocating in any way for these races to go away or to go out and add sanctioning, but uh, I think it's an incredibly unique situation in sports and even in motorsports for races like this to kind of live completely on their own and have no other ties to any other races or tracks or series. I think that's an interesting thing to think about and to talk about. Uh, and something that I try to do with these shows is, you know, offer you a little bit more to think about when you're watching these races. I like when things have layers, when there's more to it than what's just specifically happening on track from lap to lap. If that's how you want to watch races, though, knock yourself out. I'm not, I'm not going to knock the way someone else watches races, but I'm going to be more interested and in, in find more and, and try to dig a little deeper into some of these stories. I'm going to share some of those things with you. And when I have thoughts, I'm going to share those as well. So uh, me saying what I said yesterday doesn't mean that the standalone racers should go away or, or add sanctioning or anything like that. It was just something I was thinking about and wanted to know guy, what you guys thought as well. Uh, there are two items on the streaming schedule today. Dervision has uh, day one of the Carolina Micro Showdown from Millbridge Speedway. 
There's also Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. Please hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you do not do so already. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Thank you.